what are the most surprising, lesser known impacts of testosterone on our physical, spiritual, and mental health and body? I posed that question to five different testosterone experts. Those answers are about to be revealed to you right now. If you'd like to watch or listen to the full interview with any of our experts, find those links in the captions. Lucas Own. I'm mostly interested in it from the neurological slash mental health benefits and how testosterone can um, significantly alter our perception of um, work and effort. That for me is the most interesting aspect. <laughs> I like that. So you actually become more incentivized to go through work and effort with higher levels of testosterone. That's correct. It um, enables the ability to cope with adversity. So why is it that some men can easily like have a really hard day at work and then then come home and feel you know cheerful and positive with their family versus some men who you know they they the last thing they can think about is they're just that work day was such a big effort the it, it was just too much that's that too muchness and yeah i think that's really a, an interesting effect of testosterone doc farhan kawaja done these studies have been done where they look at uh, track runners and they measure their testosterone, like, you know, the first 250 finishes. And they'll measure everyone's testosterone. And they'll see who has the highest at the end of the study versus the beginning of the study. And then they'll interview each person. And this is very interesting. It turns out that the ones that have the highest boost in testosterone, the highest spike in testosterone, are those who met their personal goals. It's not the guy who won the marathon. In fact, this is going to be in average or even lower. It's the guy who was about to like die last week and he lived and he entered the marathon. That guy. So it's the, it's the difference between what you expect versus what you attain. So having success measured by your own standards, that's a sign of high testosterone. Nick Caputo. Men with higher social status, and that could be something like being a manager at your job, being mm -hmm. the captain of your high school hockey team, being the the tallest one in your friend group. Like, you know, things like that yeah. where you just have some sort of dominance of the men around you or some kind of like leadership position, some kind of like elevated social status from anything. You tend Best to have higher testosterone levels than those around you. Yeah. So that's one thing. I think there's a decent amount of evolutionary reasons for that. But at the end of the day, it comes back to um, reproduction and carrying on your genes. So testosterone does increase in survival situations. So let's say your you know, adrenaline, noradrenaline go up when you have to fight, something like that. It'll go up to equip you, I guess, to survive threats so you can continue to you know, carry on your genes. But then also when you win. So let's say you win a competition. Let's say like somebody comes, you, tr you come up to me and you try to fight me. We fight to the death. I kill you. I win. Right now I get all your stuff back in the day. <laughs> you know, now I have all your stuff, all your resources, all your women, whatever it is that you had. I have all of it now, your food, right. everything. So now my body additionally gives me more testosterone to equip me to protect those resources. So realistically, the men who have the highest 
free testosterone levels across the board as far as status goes are the men that are constantly defending their status. So let's say like the best athlete in a sport who's constantly every single game he's playing has to defend that status of being that guy and is constantly defending that. There's always guys coming to take that spot from him and he continues to maintain his position. That is like pretty much the main uh, biggest driver. But in general, any competition where status and resources are on the line will increase testosterone a lot more than competition where there's no status or resources on the line at all. So like if nobody's watching, if there's no money on the table, there's no title to be fought for, there's no championship, there's no playoffs, you know, like for example, or, you know, if you're really better than the guy that you're competing against, let's say, you know, you're playing against your little brother who's eight years younger than you in the driveway, a game of basketball, and you absolutely destroy him. You're not going to get much of a testosterone boost because you knew you were going to destroy him because you're older than him and better than him and nobody was watching and nobody cares. So you're not really going to get a big boost from that. You're not, there's nothing really for you to gain from it. Whereas like, let's say your brother who is eight years younger than you beats you. He just overcame a huge challenge in the house. So now like he's the man for a little bit. He's walking on air because his testosterone is going up. So that's just an example. Christian Van Camp. So I'm always going back to mental health benefits. Like it's protective, it's neuroprotective, uh, but in emotionally regulating. So a lot of people think in our culture, like that guy's loaded up in testosterone. He has no control over his aggression. It's like, no, actually, if your testosterone is elevated and it's properly regulated, you're actually going to be feel more calm. You're going to feel more uh, assertive, but calm. You're not going to feel overly aggressive. The guys that have the testosterone issues and it's low typically are aggressive in their you know, these are the meatheads that are loading up on steroids and whatnot and on a ton of gear. They feel like they can't control themselves. They just have this sprout of anger that comes out of them. It's because their testosterone is all wonky and it's probably dysregulated from the things they're injecting in their body, right? Jay Campbell. I saw a statistic the other day that 50% of men in the United States and Canada last year under the age of 30 didn't have sex one time, right? Now, this a lot of this has to do with the fact that they don't have a sex drive because their testosterone levels are so low. They're free Wait, testosterone. Wait, can you repeat that? Yes. That, that almost <laughs> just went right It's right true. Through. It's true. 50% of men in North America under the age of 30, and by the way, this is the last two years, so this was in 2021 and 2022, did not have sex one time due to, I mean, it's theorized that, you know, video games replace it, you know, they, they get their dopamine highs or fixes from other things, jerking off, whatever, but did not have sex literally one time, 50% of all men under the age of 30, which is unheard of, right? To past generations, people like me, I mean, I'm 52, I'm a Gen Xer. I think you're probably a Gen Xer, probably too. I mean, the reality, the reality is that it's, everything is changing. Culturally, paradigms are changing. Again, video games, technology, doing things to this. But ultimately, the reason that that is, is because men have such low natural levels of both total and free testosterone. And again, it's environmental. It's happening in utero. You know, the studies, the endocrine disrupting chemical stuff that's out there that they've known about the EPA and, you know, all the environmental companies who suppress this information. They've known about the in utero contamination since the 1990, late 90s, early 2000s. And they don't talk about this, but all you have to do is understand that if you're a man, or a woman, and we can talk about women too, but if you were born in the 90s or the early 2000s, you were contaminated in utero from the environment. So all of those people have lower levels of natural and free testosterone. They have weaker bones. 
I mean, it's insane when you start looking at the data sets. But again, all of this is covered up by the mainstream. They don't talk about this. I mean, I talk about this and the people that I'm connected with talk about this. And there's plenty of research. Dr. Anthony Jay, you know, wrote the book Estrogeneration. That's an amazing guy. If you want me to introduce you guys to him, he would be a great interview. Um, you know, he talks about this kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, the world is contaminated. And we now have young people, men and women today who don't have sex, who have no, you know, hormone levels that even register. They have no desire, you know, to want to have sex or to procreate or, you know, to chase a woman or to chase a guy. I mean, it's just the facts of where we're at in modern day. I'm trusting that you learn from the varied perspective of these testosterone experts. We have all five of the most asked questions on testosterone in the other shows in this series. Find out what those questions are and listen to the answers that they have provided us.